We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. This is the all-night rain voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And here we are again with the food show. It's a unique concept. I don't think you'll find it, really. I mean, um, I take that word unique, and I mean it. Well, look around the country, look around the world, see if you can find another radio show where we stand here and sit and, you know, other, afford other uh, ways of standing and sitting and all that. Uh, and what you'll find is uh, nothing ever quite like us before, uh, or as good, I dare to say, although you, you can challenge that if you care to. Our number here is 260-6368. Why would you want to call that number? It's uh, because... You probably love eating, and if you do, you want to eat the best food, don't you think? I mean, you know, really, uh, especially when sometimes the best food can be the cheapest food. You sure want to get your hands on that, and uh, if you're trying to discover new ways of eating and dining in and dining out and having a, uh, a glass of wine, uh, having a sandwich of this and this, you know, burgers, fries, uh fancy stuff we've got it all we talk about the whole thing and if there's anything you have on your mind about that let her rip give us a call the number is 260-6368 260-6368 and if you call right now you'll get right in you will uh, we'd love to hear you uh, tell us what's uh, cooking today uh, we uh, we had a, 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 a one of those funny things that happened you get caught behind a little bit of traffic, and all of a sudden you're racing to get. To, well, I don't know if you have this. You probably aren't in radio. Probably, probably uh, to your great benefit, I would say. In some kind, sometimes. Anyway. Hi. Um, oh, oh <laughs> it, it it sounds like Marianne. Hi. Hi. And how are you? I'm peachy. Did you uh, did you finally get <laughs> did you finally get a bite of uh, that food that you, you turned I did. up with? And, and uh, did you try the is it catfish? Nope. No. no? Nope. Okay. What the, did you try? The, the salad. I had, I had I the rest of it. my salad. Yeah. I had the rest of my salad. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat with us, um, today is uh, Hump Day. Hump Day. So you should be looking. Oh it's, gosh, we have a phone call already. It's phone call day. Wow. How can how good? Kenny. Kenny All right. Kenny is here. Well, Kenny, welcome to the food show. Hello, greetings. Hump day. Do we? Is that like a big crawfish that I could pull from the ocean like a whale and uh, appeal? And... I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll go check it out, and I'll be right back. Just hang on a minute there. Just hang on a minute. Uh, I think it's more like something on the menu at T. Pateri's, like a camel or something. Do they ever have camel on the menu there? Camel. No, I don't want to think, think so. that they might have. Um, no, I, I, I think we're okay on that. Uh, How are you, Kenny? What's going on? Well, I have a question. Uh, I'm a bachelor, and I just bought a pound and a half of unpeeled shrimp with the heads. And my question pertains to how can I get flavor out of the heads? Now, if if this is a crazy question, bear with me. But here's what I do. I I peel the shrimp. I cook it in a little oil and the the, the trinity, you know, the the bell pepper, Uh the 
you know, the thing. And I put a little cayenne, and that's how I do with the tails. But I usually throw the heads in there, but I'm, I get frustrated. How can I extract the flavor out of those heads and use them for something? Or maybe I can't, but can you help me with that? Is yeah, that a crazy I, I, question? I, I think I can. Let's see. How, no, that's not a crazy question at all. That's a really good question. How would you get the extra flavor that uh, shrimp have? They've got a lot of flavor. Obviously, you know that. So uh, really, it's fat, though. The, what, what is in the head of a, of, a, uh, of a shrimp, especially in the big shrimp? Uh, is, All the crustaceans. Uh, uh, that's true. Uh, there's a lot of fat in there. And so how do you get fat out of anything? You render it. That's a fancy word for you throw it in a pan. Uh, medium heat and maybe a few liquids in there and and all of that fat will come oozing out and you save that and you add it when you want the really great flavor of uh, of, uh, of uh, that shrimp stuff that you are playing with. Okay, there. so uh, what, what I'll do tonight then is keep the heads off to the side, put them, so I should look up rendering uh, uh, shrimp heads or whatever, and uh, put those off to the side and use <laughs> them the not? next time I have uh, a yeah. shrimp dish or something. Okay, yeah, great. That, that's hey. exactly right, and uh, you can freeze it at that That'd point. That'd be good in like a cream sauce later. That's right, and uh, or good for barbecue shrimp. Um, I wanted to mic? mention something else. I went oh, to okay. California uh, several yeah. months ago, and I went by Costa Mesa. And I it, 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 is this that fantastic uh, Mexican restaurant? Yes. Your Taco Maria. Taco Maria. Doggone Taco it. Maria. Okay, you, did you go you said there? It was a trans, I thought you said it was a transformative moment I in did. your life. And uh, I thought mm. that's when you married Tom Fitzmorris that it was a transformative <laughs> moment. <laughs> uh, well, well, trust me, Kenny, it was. It was. <laughs> well, I, and I you can take that however you'd like. But did you go to Taco Maria? I, I wish I had, and I apologize. Uh, uh, and but I was, what was the name of that restaurant she was talking about? Yeah. And anyway, uh, I, I wanted to report back to you, but I apologize, it did oh, not. Oh uh, no! Uh, so you reported an, uh, a near miss. That's a near it. miss. Right. A near miss. And how near? Was I think the they miss have a us. they have a Michelin star now. That little that little hole in the wall in a a strip mall has a Michelin star, I believe. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I'm not nearly as upset about that as if you missed Bottega Louie. What's that? Bottega Louie. Oh no. It's in uh, Los Angeles. Can I teach you people nothing? Bottega Louie <laughs> is in downtown Los Angeles on Seventh and Grand, and it okay. is my favorite restaurant in the entire world. Really? Well, I was yep. there. I wasn't at Seventh and Graham, but I was in L.A. But Potato Louie, uh, right? No. Is that what you said? No, Bottega, B-O-T-T-E-G-A, as in the oh, Italian okay. word for house, I think. Bottega okay. Louie. A place where okay. you go and buy food. Is, but people uh, mostly <laughs> refer to it as Louie. Louie. It's, it is very, very popular in L.A. My, uh, my son uh, is just bananas over him. I mean, that's his place to go for the rest of his life. He doesn't speak uh, and, up to uh, Mike. That's, uh, that's the way that Do goes. Do you go there often? Uh, no, I haven't been there in a while. I went to the Magic Castle. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's oh, Tom knows that, the, yeah. The yeah, the magicians Castle. get together. And I had Beef Wellington for 50 oh, yeah. bucks. Uh, you know, I can take or leave it. Uh, but it was, it was a fun <laughs> experience because you get to, uh, you, you get to uh, watch the magicians do their thing. So. Yes. 
But uh, but yes. thanks for taking my call. So I will Thank render the shrimp heads. Okay. Render yeah, the shrimp, shrimp heads. Shrimp heads are good things. Heat up the shrimp heads, melt the fat. You could put some butter in there too, or some olive oil. I would think, huh? Mm, you certainly could. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have like a little richer kind of thing. Yeah. All right, Kenny. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for taking my call. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, Marianne is here too. Oh, I'm sorry. How about now? Is that any better? Uh, no, I'm serious. Is that is that any better? <clears throat> what I'm doing right now? A little, a little bit there better. You go. Okay, okay. <clears throat> right. uh, it's the food show. We are here talking about eating, drinking, restaurants, cooking. Hey, uh, there is a a, a, a a event tonight. I don't know if the, they still have. It's not open to the it. public, Tom. It's not open, not to, open the to the public. public. Okay, well I'll tell you all so about never it. Never mind. Uh, Kenny, thank it's... you for starting off the show. Two six zero six three six eight. Now don't the rest uh, of you be a slouch and give us a call. Two six zero six three six eight. Today is the day that Dickie Brennan's Bourbon House opened. Yep, two thousand two. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he would have been open by then, because uh, they. Uh, they took it pretty hard for from the hurricane, but uh, by uh, 2002 was before the hurricane. But uh, let's see, the Bourbon House was the no Palace Cafe was the original, right? No, the Palace Cafe. I think so. I think Palace Cafe uh, was there before uh, before well, Bourbon House. Well, uh, the Bourbon House was on the corner of Iberville and uh, and, and uh, Bourbon. That and I think Dickie Brennan's Steakhouse was a half a block after away. After yeah, Bourbon I, House, I, I think you're right. I, yeah, I think that was it was really... Palace Cafe, <clears throat> Bourbon House. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, the Steakhouse. Yeah, d- uh, when Dickie opened that place up, there was a little controversy between him and uh, Ralph Brennan, who are cousins and who have a lot of respect for one another, and, uh, and very you know, there was never any fighting, particularly with them. But uh, you probably know that there's another seafood restaurant in that same block. That was uh, Ralph Brennan's uh, place, the, uh, uh, the Redfish Grill. And they, they had a little tiff for a little while, I'm understood to understand, but uh, they, they worked it all out. And uh, what, you, what came of this is you had a lot of steakhouses around there, but not too many seafood houses, and the two Brennans fixed that with these two restaurants you're talking about. 1991. So I think Palace Cafe must have opened in 1991. As a matter of fact, I am sure, I, I'm surprised that it's been that long. That's a long time. But you know what? I'm, I'm remembering going to Palace Cafe when the kids were little. Mm-hmm. So it must have been because uh, because I had a conversation with Ella about Jude when he was a little baby. So, yeah, that kind of works out in the timeline. I didn't realize it was 1991. But anyway, uh, so 2002 is when the Bourbon House opened. Anyway, that's in the almanac today. If we're into the almanac this early in the show, that means we, we got would nothing like to talk to about. Call. But... That's what that well, means. Well, no, no, no. We are okay so far. Uh, so you never. I wonder know. if anybody's going to the pumpkin carving uh, event at Shake Shack today. If you didn't oh, yeah? read NoMenu.com yesterday. Uh, I don't know where else you would have seen it. I'm sure there are other places that it was advertised, but. At 5 o'clock today, at the Metairie location mm-hmm. of Shake Shack, they are carving pumpkins, believe it or not. Really? $25 for a pumpkin, for a pumpkin carving kit, 
and for a drink. Not like a mm. drink drink, but they're suggesting that you try their pumpkin shake, which is a seasonal thing. Mm. It's time for everyone's seasonal pumpkin spice, isn't it? Is it? What, yeah, I mean, it's, what, it's fall. That means pumpkin spice yeah. will be turning up everywhere. That's right. It's uh, all of a sudden. I remember when this first started happening. It was about 20 years ago. And all of a sudden, you could get coffee flavored with that. You could get uh, a, a scratchy thing for your back. Uh, you know, just whatever you could think of. You could uh, own one of these. And uh, they had this unique flavor that no one had ever remembered before. And... Uh, and that went and on. voila, there you are. Yeah, there you are. And now it keeps going on and on and on. I'll bet you. you Everybody's go to, in the game now. Everyone's doing a pumpkin Stop in spice. any gas station. Go over to the part of the gas station that has coffee in it. And I guarantee <gasps> you, you're going to find that Do you think pumpkin, pumpkin spice has made its way to gas stations? I do believe they really? have. And the big gas stations and the little ones oh and, and everything in between. Huh. In fact, I almost have a tradition of stopping in one such gas station on my way to Manresa in about a oh, month and a half. Yeah. Okay. And why should that be? Gas? Manresa? No, the two things don't go together at all. But nobody asks, so I better just shut up. But you did it because huh? that's the kind of stuff that you do. So I'm sure it's a set-in-stone tradition. You know what I found out yesterday, Tom? No, tell me. I was reading that book, that Arthur Schwartz book, which was really, really interesting. It's so interesting that I am keeping it by my bedside. I'm going to go through is it. Is that where it is? I was looking all day Oh, you were looking for it, too? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, that's all right. It's a Keep really it interesting book. And we were talking about horn and hard arts yeah. last week. And uh, it turns out that hard art is from here. Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Huh? So I didn't uh, know that either. So I want to see if we can track down his great granddaughter and maybe get her on the show because uh, that's a very cool culinary legacy that isn't here but had no. origins here. And the story goes that hard art was a quote poor boy from New Orleans, but really from Bavaria, where the family had emigrated from, and just answered an ad from Horn, who was a privileged young man from Philadelphia, and uh, he just sent him a note saying, I'm your man to help manage this and be the chef for the, uh, well, it wasn't a chef back then, to cook uh, for these for this operation, which evolved from one thing to another and became a massive uh, operation. Anyway, I we're gonna I have to I have to find out some more details so we can. Well, track here's that what down. The, what most people would uh, register about Horn and Hardart. This was uh, a company that really became famous for its uh, automatic. Uh, like a vending machine, it's like a pre, yeah, uh, yeah. And precursor you, to the vending machine. You would machine. go into what looked like a perfectly good, uh, rain, uh, just a perfectly good uh, place to go and eat, a restaurant. And when you went in there, you would see that there would be these little doors. You would put a certain amount of money in there. The door would open, mm -hmm. and in it would be a slice of apple pie. Or a, a, a ham sandwich, you know, and this this was very popular in New York City and also in in uh, Philadelphia. In the Northeast, it started in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they that was a that evolved into a really kind of almost glamorous space, the one in New York City and all the others that they did. 
using a noted architect to make it spectacularly beautiful. I uh, I want to hear that more of that story, and I want to see if we can get the great-granddaughter or I think it's either great-granddaughter or granddaughter on the phone. Mm. Anyway, uh, 260-6368, you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Uh, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, oh, can can I be heard? Yeah. Just checking on something. Okay. There's, there's a button here that has never been punched this by anybody. This is why, Doug. This is why it always changes, because Tom what, can't no, resist this, the urge to push those buttons. No, this one is working for a change, so right. I'm happy to get it. But anyway. If you would like to talk to us, just give us a call at 260-6368. Today's the day in 1997 that Artesia opened. Artesia uh, was a, a very interesting restaurant run by Vicki Bailey, who is a very interesting restaurateur. In fact, she's done a lot of things in a lot of businesses over the years. Probably her most famous was that she uh, was the manager of the fairgrounds, of all things. You know, you you got to know something to... She got uh, her start there. She got her start there. And uh, anyway, I've gotten to know her very, very well over the years because she's in the restaurant business so uh, so distinctly. In fact, uh, she's got a place uh, in, um, I don't know what you would call that area, but anyway, it's uh, heading towards... Mandeville. Mandeville is about what I was going to say. You beat me to it. She has launched the careers of a couple of notable people. Notably, most of all... John Besh. John Besh. But also the Del Porto people. The Del Porto people. John Besh replaced the Del Porto couple who started there. Uh, What was his first name? August... Um, August was his first name. I forgot his last name. Yeah, it'll come to Anyways, me in a minute. But it's, that's the uh, one he took. He moved across the lake, and the rest is history. Anyway, uh, what else do you have there, Tom, in your in your almanac? Oh, lamb chops. Lamb chops. Lamb is big in the almanac today. All right, so lamb has evolved since. Here it is. Since I first tried it. Do you remember the days of lamb and mint jelly? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> I, the, the, the restaurant that was most famous for that I remembered was, from camp. I wonder if anybody remembers that. Uh, it was a, a, a major restaurant. They called themselves French. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But it was very much liked by a lot of local people. And it was lamb chops, and they did indeed serve it with this uh, jelly of... Uh, uh, yeah, mint, mint. mint. Where did it? Where did that come from? I, I don't know. Uh, they don't eat it like that over in Greece, do they? I don't think so. That's like so. an American fake thing, isn't I, it? I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I remember as I was growing up and eating in my first fancy restaurants ever that that was on every menu in town, and the one that it was most famous for. Let's see if anybody knows the answer to this. It's it was a, 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 a New Orleans in New Orleans itself. And it uh, was it was French to the point where they pronounced their uh, name with a uh, French does anyone uh, kind of does anyone to it. eat mint jelly? Um, I did guess you, did uh, you eat mint, mint sandwich jelly? lovers? Did you, what? did you eat mint jelly, Tom? Ever? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I'm looking up the origin of mint jelly here, and I'm seeing a whole bunch of ways that you could use it and recipes for it and mm-hmm. places to buy it. 
and I'm trying to figure out, do people eat mint jelly? And if you do, what would you eat it on? Because you can't be eating it with lamb, well, can you? lamb chops. Oh, yeah, that's what they used it for. Yeah, but you know what? I just think of mint jelly, and I, mint, I, I think of mint jelly with lamb that is inferior lamb from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. And so it's now stained with that image. So even if someone presented a really fantastic piece of lamb with mint jelly, it would not be able to erase that image. So I don't know. Do people eat mint jelly? You never see it served with mint jelly in nice restaurants as a serious lamb dish anymore, do you? No, I haven't seen it in a long time. Almost nobody does that. It's very outdated. It's from the 70s. And if you see somebody in a restaurant eating, uh, if you were to ask them, you could just about guarantee that they were eating, if they were of a certain age, if they were eating uh, that... Uh, that restaurant's uh, food. All right, so you have in your almanac that the reason that lamb has been rediscovered is that the people who tried it back in the 70s are now all grown up with a more sophisticated palate. But I think it's much more likely that the processing of lamb is different and it makes it better. No? Uh, I, I think that the uh, the mint jelly thing is, is just No, no, silly. no. I'm just thinking that lamb, I'm thinking that lamb cultivators now mm-hmm. and lamb processors and chefs are buying a kind of lamb now that is much higher quality, less gamey, and preparing it in ways that make it actually a good thing to eat. Uh, well, I think anybody who ever... I mean, if ate, I'm eating it, let me tell you, that, that's I mean, that, something. I, uh, I certainly love it, my, my share. But the, um, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, that's uh, just as long as you stay away from that uh, silly... So, according to history now... Yeah, let's hear According it. to history, this particular thing goes all the way back to the medieval times. Yeah, I believe it. Oh. And uh, the reason for Mutton. that, the reason for this was that uh, sugar or anything, any kind of th- sweet things were unheard of at the time. And this was sort of um, the way of breaking the taste of salt uh, from, ah, from preservations with the mint. That, that's what that was. That sounds, uh, that sounds so... Uh, I think I think it perfect. wasn't I think it wasn't lamb that they were eating back yes, then. Yes, it was mutton. lamb because they used things other things for other meats like apples or uh, things like that for other were associated with other meats, but what, lamb it, was associated with mint. Always has and been. They called it always lamb will be, I, forever okay. and ever. Amen. I would think it would be called mm. mutton back then because that was kind of gross. Well, you, have you ever had mutton? No. If you ever did, you wouldn't like it a lot. Let's just <laughs> say that because they're kind of stinky. Uh, and uh, they they just, it doesn't come across like like actual lamb, which well, is baby. Well, a lamb is a baby sheep and a right. mutton is a sheep Grown sheep. up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so those definitely wouldn't, wouldn't be um, the same thing at all. Now, lamb lollipops. Lamb lollipops. What are lamb lollipops? The uh, I'll tell you who did that first of all that I ever saw was the old <clears throat> restaurant that used to be out on Jefferson Highway, not far away from the uh, Huey P. Long Bridge. And uh, it, the name of the place was Smiley's. 
I don't know. I bet a few people, anyway, remember that. Wait, Smiley's, Smiley's introduced lamb lollipops? Lamb lollipops. That's what they were calling them. There were a few other restaurants in that part of Jefferson Parish. Well, I guess they, that makes sense because they, they went on to be Mr. John, so they probably had a good yeah. meat well, purveyor. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it, it was part of their menu for a long time. And what this is, is a kind of a small lamb chop small enough that you could just pick one up by the bone and then take a bite and have eaten it all. What is it like uh, a little tenderloin stuck uh, to the bone? No, it wouldn't be a tenderloin. It was a it's a it was a a, a loin, just a straight ahead loin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a rib to to be exact is is where that came from, the rib. Mhm. Mm. And so just the little the little tidbit of meat on it. And the bone made it a lamb lollipop, so you could eat it with like a bone. Yeah, they have, they have tiny little ribs. If I'm They're thinking very tiny, of, but of that's the what's right good. thing, those are the one. Yeah, that's what you're, yeah. you're thinking. You know, I've decided that um, the the ground lamb in the hummus at Shia is what got me to eating lamb. Uh, Prior to that, just the idea of eating lamb like a steak, I I wasn't I wasn't into it. And then and then the whole ground lamb at Shia made me think, oh, you know what? I really, really can eat lamb. And then I started ordering like a lamb shank. Uh, a lamb shank has become very I, popular. <laughs> and then I decided, no, I better stick to the ground lamb at Shia. Yeah. Well, yeah. what what you're stepping into there is that if you go virtually anywhere in the in the uh, eastern part of the world, uh, in, uh, in Middle Eastern, Middle East, yeah, you will see lamb in every yeah, direction, right. and yeah, uh, that has held on. We have a number of Middle Eastern restaurants around here. I'll give you one example. The Louisiana, oh, excuse me, not the, not the Louisiana. Biblos? Uh, no, no, no. It, it's the, um, it'll come to me in a second here. The, uh, uh, the Donars. The, no, it was the. Because uh, uh, I want to, I want to <clears> maybe try lamb from a Donar. You well, know, that's I, good. I didn't uh, get lamb over there. When we wound up war, uh, walking around that warren of streets in Izmir, and they had the donar in the little, literally the hole in the wall with the charcoal mm-hmm. on the sides and the cage. And we got some, but we didn't get lamb. But I kind of wonder if, I, I, I really wish maybe I had tried the lamb, because I bet you it would have been not good, but interesting, because uh, I would imagine that it's it's not as... Americanized as as we have here. Yeah. Well, the the one that uh, I w- whenever anybody asks me, you know, where do I go for lamb? I've never tried lamb in my life. Shia, because uh, it's ground up oh, and with hummus. Shia, yeah, Shia is terrific. <laughs> if you need if you need training wheels for lamb, go to Shia. But it's a little more expensive, not not tremendously so. Uh, and a lot of the dishes that they do over there are really different from what you typically find. The one that, that I think is a great example of of eating lamb for the first time in your life is um, the uh, – uh, here, I've got it written right I was here. I say, Tom, I'm what watching you read it. What, what does that <laughs> I'm say? I'm watching you it's, read this it. This says um, – 
uh, Lebanon's Cafe. Thank you. Lebanon's Cafe. Uh-huh. Uh, they have lamb in everything there, and their prices are very affordable. They're nice people, and they have uh, terrific Do food. they have a donor? They, I don't know if they have donor and neck, or, or, or do they? It's something that you more see more often in uh, Turkey. Is it donar Ar- and shawarma the same thing? No. What's shawarma? Shawarma is you start with what looks like a pretty big roast, and you put it on a vertical roaster Spit. where it, where it yeah. rolls, and then you slice okay, it Okay, that's a donar. Yeah, that's well, a donar. that's what the, yeah. So what it is is you have these chunks of meat yeah. that get skewered in the middle, and they're just they're hunks of meat that become this yeah. solid mass. That's right. And the fat on the rotisserie kind of makes it into a big old roast of some sort. And, and then you slice it off the side and you wind up getting really tender meat, which is cut against the grain because who knows where the grain is and, and something like and that. And I hate to interrupt you, but I have been given three notices to take a break. So we <laughs> will come back. 260 even be four by now. 260 <laughs> The Food Show continues after First Please This. Hello there. Welcome back. It's The Food Show on 105.3 FM HD2. And we talk about food. We talk about the restaurants, wine, the entire range of all of those things. And we'd love to hear from you, whether it's just something that you do in a passing sort of a way. And uh, those who uh, really get into it and sample lots and lots of wines and trying new dishes all the time. There's any level you can possibly imagine when you're getting into eating and cooking and all the rest of it. And we throw it all out there for you, too, folks. You want, want to know anything about eating? Uh, call us, 260 Six eight is our telephone Correctamundo. number. Correctamundo. Correctamundo. You're correcting. We are talking the... about lamb because today is National Lamb Chops Day. Oh, no wonder and, we were talking about uh, it. You were saying it. that the lamb T-bone is gaining in popularity. So essentially, what is happening is that lamb is a uh, popular mm-hmm. alternative to steak now, and I don't think that's true. Oh, you don't? Well, uh, I think it's gaining in popularity, but I think it's definitely, if you would say that a steak is at 100% popularity, I would say a lamb is still at about 30%. Hmm. Or am I wrong? People tell, call us up and tell us, 260-6368, if lamb is something you order regularly on a menu, do you think twice before you order lamb, or do you still have that image of the mint jelly in your mind like I do? No, I think that's long past for most people. But the, yeah, no, uh, the mint jelly concept with lamb yeah. has been replaced by Shia's ground lamb, and that's yeah, now that's, my that 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 pushed me over into a different route. Mary yeah. Lee even eats lamb oh, because sake, of Shia's ground lamb. Wow. So, uh, but but then you know it doesn't really translate when you get into another kind of restaurant and it's on the menu. I did branch out once. Actually, I branched out twice. What branch? <laughs> I branched out once. They have a great lamb shank at Pardo's. Now I have not seen it since they've made the move, but at the old Pardo's on Twenty One, they had a glorious lamb shank there. And that was good. That was a really good lamb dish. And then I got a lamb shank someplace else that I'm glad I don't remember because I'd be tempted mm. to say it. And it kind of smacked me back down to reality. Lamb is 
you're not qualified to eat lamb. So I, I pretty much stick with the ground lamb now at Shia. Wait a minute. I don't understand. Which is kind of sad. You, I'm, just saying, I'm just wondering if people had been are, are gravitating to lamb is the question. Uh, I I think uh, more people eat it than used to. Uh, oh, for sure. But I don't think it's I don't think it's like I'm gonna get like when you go to a restaurant and you see a pork chop on the menu. Yeah. You could get a pork chop, or you could get a steak with equal weight. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get this pork chop. I'm going to mm-hmm. get the steak. If a person sees lamb on a menu, and I'm not speaking for everyone because I know that I am a sad little diner when it comes to adventure. You're a sad little diner? A sad little oh, uh, non-adventurous no. let's, diner. Let's, let's do some... So some... when I see lamb on a menu, I'm much more likely to just keep going without giving any serious thought to ordering it and i'm just wondering mm-hmm. how many people are like that well i mean a, 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 probably a, not a lot a, a question like this came up a bunch of years ago over at andrea's mm-hmm. and the the question was and i i, I don't think i phrased it this exactly the same way but my question was <clears throat> if you have somebody who orders duck <clears throat> Excuse me. I do eat duck. If you if you order something, uh, if you're in a restaurant and the waiter takes an order from you, and what it is is duck, does that indicate anything about the food knowledge of that person? And Chef Andrea said, if it's duck, it's definitely going to be a customer whose tastes are pretty pretty uh, good. And he <laughs> well, said, I'm going to refute that because this customer orders duck and I'm not. But uh, he said also it's true of, of lamb. If people who order lamb as an entree, I know in advance that they are going to be a very a very particular in what they order. And uh, I just gave him a funny look, and he, of course, gave me a funny look back. And we figured it all out, and that must be it. It is uh, equal to the right amount of... Uh, I think that duck, for me, and I am hardly the barometer of of really anything culinarily, but um, but if I see duck on a menu, and I see chicken on a menu, and the yeah, duck has the bone, yeah. mm-hmm. and the duck has the bone, yeah. and it's crispy skinned, mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably order the duck instead of the chicken. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah, I sure think you duck would. It's is, different. is a great, great flavor if it's done well. Now, if it's fanned out duck breast with the silly pink center, no. But if it's on the bone or if it's confit or if it's got a crispy skin, I'm there. And I will mm-hmm. order that as likely as anything else on the menu. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the same way about lamb, though. I don't think mm-hmm. it, I don't I don't. I think you can be a non-adventuresome eater and do a lot of duck. I don't think you can be a non-adventuresome eater and do a lot of lamb. That's just my my take yeah, on okay. it. Yeah, that's, okay. Uh, that's fair enough. You know, I don't know. Uh, but I am curious. 260-6368 if anybody would like to weigh in on the lamb mm-hmm. issue. 260 On National Lamb Chop Day. I don't, think they're, I don't think a steak and lamb would be the same thing. Oh, no. One, for one thing, to they're anyone. cheaper. All right, we will be back with more of the food Why? show in a moment. Why? Huh? Do we have a break? Is Doug telling you there's a break? No. 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 <laughs>
We will Quit be taking breaks don't. when you don't need to. Uh, we are talking about lamb chops here on yeah. National Lamb Chop Day. Tom, you have an enormous amount of stuff about lamb on this on your almanac for today. Well, why it's, why it's, is that? It's a gourmet thing. Lamb okay. is practically by definition a gourmet kind of thing. I mean, it, it bears it kind of bears reading, which is is yeah. uh, okay. Now, so there's another divide among lamb chops. <clears throat> Their origins. The smaller ones typically come from Australia and New Zealand, the world leaders in lamb husbandry. They're oh, small who, because which, the animals they use are younger which lambs than the ones have, preferred in America. Are, are getting married. I didn't know that. American lamb chops. What, do you, what Tom? You don't know what it's like to. What, Tom is yep. starts to look for something, and you can't think of anything else but it's helping li- him find whatever it is he's looking for. It's a, it's um, a little green bottle. They're small because the animals they use are younger than the ones preferred in America. American lamb chops are about double the size of the Australian variety. They have a better flavor, in your opinion. The best thing that happened to lamb chops in recent history is the obsolescence of mint jelly. Absolutely. That garnish may have been necessary when mutton, strong lamb, was common, but it obliterates the flavor of good lamb. Many restaurants still serve it. Who still well, expects it? Who, uh, who uh, what's it? I, I doubt seriously that anybody expects to see mint jelly at a restaurant anymore. Oh, no, I, anymore. I, I couldn't tell you the last yeah. time I saw it. Okay, and, we got to take that out of the, out of the almanac. Well, also, at the beginning of the, of the show, I mentioned, can is there anyone out there remembers there was one restaurant in particular, it was very well thought of, although... Crochets? Was it Crochets? Uh, no, that's okay. not it. That's... Uh, but it, we're looking for a, a New Orleans restaurant that was considered as a you know, pretty good place, and they were uh, when they when you ordered lamb that was one of the house specialties, and you would always be be given some of the this um, uh, mint jelly mint jelly on the side. Anybody know what that restaurant is? Let's see if anybody knows the answer to that. It's I'm not going to tell you where it is. I might give you some more clues later. Okay. It's but, the food show. Wait, no, we're not taking a break huh? yet. But Bernays sauce or a yeah. good lamb jus or demi-glace, perhaps with a touch of fresh mint in these sauces, is vastly better. They're also wonderful encrusted with black pepper. And the Lebanese, ah, Lebanese practice of serving lamb with hummus as a sort of sauce mm-hmm. is also complementary yeah. to these delicious special chops. You know what? I wonder. The next time I'm over there, I'm gonna I'm gonna try lamb, and see if it's if it's where if it would shock me. Uh, my my fantasy trip, my fantasy trip Morocco. Yeah. Oh. Or Israel. Uh-huh. Those are both coming up at some point. I gotta try it. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Dump 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 dump. Uh, are we taking a break or not? Oh, I thought I, we were. Huh? I we I heard, we are. Or we aren't. I thought we'll find I heard out in a minute. Giving us the music. It's the food show. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've uh, we are. Well, we knew that Doug already. yells at us. Yeah. Doug, you scare me. You scare me when you start yelling at us. Anyway, all right. We're, we're, I'm <clears> sad. <throat> I, wait, what, Doug? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad with, that we had such, you know, it was like a big tease. As soon as we got on the air today, we had Kenny 
as a caller. And I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be a good show. Someone is ready to talk to us as soon as we flip on the mic. And it was just a big tease because no one else has called us, which is very sad. Nobody And at I all. can't even believe it because uh, people do kind of have a strong feeling about Lamb. I remember when you used to do... Uh, the eat clubs in the early days, and somebody would mm-hmm. try to slip lamb on a menu, and you would look at the menu and go, yeah. eh, I don't think so. It's yeah, not going to sell. I, I, we looked at that over again and again and again, and we found that if we had as one, even just you had several choices, but you had, if there was lamb on the menu at one of our eat club dinners, the number of people who would ultimately show up for that dinner was going to go down. Yeah. And it, it, Do you think that's still true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we haven't. We so haven't that makes done... me feel better because I know that I'm just like a, a, a. I'm a. Well, I call myself the cheese fry queen, but a what? Um, the cheese fry queen. The so, cheese yeah, fry queen. Yeah, I'm not exactly queen? a gourmet. So the I'm a... cheese fry. What, what does that mean? Cheese fries, Tom. Cheese I love fries? cheese fries. Cheese fries. Cheese fries. This is Your where you have fries and you fries. put cheese all over yeah, it. Yeah, bacon. Oh, okay. You serve it with a ranch dressing. Honestly. What could be better? Ooh, you can have all of mine. <laughs> this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, it's uh, interesting weather we are having today. It's, it has been raining all night here at the Cool Water Ranch. The, the ranch, yeah, the ranch. And it, uh, then it went down again for a while, and now it came back up, and now it seems to be shining. Tom is a frustrated so, weatherman. I, yeah, I, I, I really am. Wondered, I, I'm sure I, they have wondered. If, uh, Very if, frustrated weatherman, I have if to say. I had, well, I don't know. I called it on Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I was on the air and called it at 12 midnight. Yeah. Looking at it on the Big 870. You know what, Tom? What? You know what, Tom? What? I don't think you have to be a weatherman, a frustrated weatherman. Just man. be a good My person. My big panting puppy could have called Katrina. Yeah. You walk, you look in, and you saw the the Gulf, and there was no Gulf. It was all uh, it was all Katrina. Piccata is your edible dictionary word for today. Mm. Piccata is that like Picata. we were talking about the other day? We were talking about um, the the French, where you pound out, yeah, and it could be anything else. The ponade, ponade, and, and is all that the same thing? Almost, except What's that the difference uh, for a. Uh, what what's the what's the name of the thing you just mentioned? Picata. Picata. Yeah. When you're doing pic, a picata, first of all, you probably don't have the the. Uh, it's uh, going to have a sauce on it, right? Picata no, is always going to have no, a sauce it's, on it. No, it's, it's not. It's more along the lines of uh, that uh, thing you just uh, talked about. Pounded out panade. You don't ha- you don't have the uh, uh, the breadcrumbs. Particular, oh, you, you okay. might on sometimes, okay. but right. but that's not as omnipresent as it is on other. Uh, okay, so piccata is you know, pounded out with it's very very thin, and it's in a butter and olive oil sauce with the capers. Is that the one with the uh, capers? It, it can be no capers is uh, is a different thing. What is uh, that? Well, the most famous one is a because uh, I love a French. I love the pounded out with the olive oil, the butter. A little crust on it, a lot of lemon in the sauce, and capers. Grenoblois. 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 Well, anyway, <laughs> that's how and it always comes out there. Anyway. Uh, Steve is on the phone. Oh, uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, I guilted I you into calling. You. That's good. I don't care. What? Um, you okay? anyway, Tom, Steve what? is on the phone. I know. I heard. Well, Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you, Tom. 
I called to save y'all. Um, first off, I don't mind lamb. I'm not crazy about it, but I will eat it if it's one of the choices. My wife likes it a lot. I love lula kebabs. Lula kebabs. Those are wonderful. What and is that? Well, uh, you find them in Middle Eastern restaurants, and there is usually one that's called the lula, and then there's something else that is almost identical to it that is called something completely different. You're the one that's obsessed with the Middle Eastern restaurants, right? No, I'm not. Right. Not you, him. Me. And we don't have any over here that are worth a darn. Well, you know, Bootless has a special menu right now. Did you know that? Yeah, but that's way over there on the South Shore. Well, you just have to do it. You got look. Well, you got I to put in some convenient. hard work if you want good food. Well, I Actually, want it convenient, and it's ridiculous that we don't have, you uh-oh. know, because we've had a couple uh-oh. good ones. I pulled out his soapbox and put it next to him. He's going to stand on it now. No, I'm not. I'm going to shut up. Good. Um, I would. Pre- <laughs> I would prefer pork to beef nowadays. Me too. Uh, and especially in a restaurant. Uh, yeah, the the quality in recent times of pork chops is off the charts. Have you seen the five twenty seven pork chop? The five twenty seven no. pork chop. Is no, that but from, I can imagine it might be like ridiculously good. It's obscene. Yes, I mean I haven't had it. But I had a meeting there last week, and I was sitting in the dining room, and they just kept coming by with those pork chops. And every time they did, my head turned. It was just like you had to find it. I had, I get the when I go to New Valari, they have a pork chop there that I get uh-huh. often that uh-huh. is just outstanding. I, you know, we cook more pork here than we do beef anymore, uh, but I adore it. I think it is, you know, I used to hate it. I thought the pork was so greasy, a pork loin, a pork roast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they have, Yeah, I don't know whether they've changed or I've changed or a little bit of both. Probably both. Yeah. I like the way but, pork lends itself to braising. I love oh, braised meats. Absolutely. And that's yeah, what no. you can do in your Instapot if you get one. It takes a little longer, <laughs> but you develop all these really You're nice You're going to make me want one of those flavors. things. Uh, I'm going to make my it? daughter get an Instapot when she moves into her house because it's not going to be finished. And so she can well, have like a... Give her one, Mama. Wait, what? Give her, give I her I am. one, Mom. I am. I am. Okay. She's, mm. look, she, let me tell you something. When she finally moves for good... Uh-huh. She better keep her eyes open because if she looks away, all kinds of stuff is going with her. <laughs> yeah, I bet. All kinds of stuff and, that she had no idea is going with Marianne, her. Marianne, as long as you're above ground, she's never moved away for good. That is absolutely true. Okay. That's true. So just, I'm happy you know, to say she's my buddy. Yeah, well, uh, that's, also, that's a good thing. I mean, like, you couldn't expect Tom to be my buddy, could you? No. 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 No, I mean. No, just, come on. Uh, you know, he's that self-deprecating pompous ass, you know. <laughs> Doesn't everyone need one of those for their best friend? Absolutely. Uh, it keeps us crazy. Yeah. All right. It keeps just us keep crazy. Us within the uh, the. the districts of the self-deprecating pompous ass is trying to get a word in edgewise uh, go ahead if you uh look to (laughs) the left on a on a on a just a piece of paper there's something that says grenoble and there's also but also uh uh, the same grenoble is where they had the uh nuclear meltdown (laughs) 
And uh, anyway, it's uh, Which I'm that's about what to I'm have. trying to think of. That's what I'm thinking of: the capers and yeah. the olive oil and butter. That's it. It's the okay. capers that make the difference there. And it's, capers makes I, everything. Well, you'd by the way, Tom, by them when you see them in the in Europe is where you see them, and particularly uh, in um, where Chef Andrea. I can see lives. them in my refrigerator. I've got three little vials of them. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. These are, are fresh off this, these little bushes that they have. Oh, I want to see that. They, yeah, but they don't have any taste until you've oh. cured them for like oh, a yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Olives. like yeah. olives. That's right, but they're yeah. smaller, much smaller. By the way, Steve, are you Tom, trying to say something? Yeah, when, Tom, when they tell you to get closer to the mic, physics yeah. says every time you double distance, you lose six decibels. So mm. remember that. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. Run that by me again? Every time you double distance, the volume goes down six decibels. Oh, okay. In other so if you're words, an inch away from the mic and you go two inches away, yeah. you're six decibels the down. The translation is, Tom, get closer to the mic. I'll remember Thank that. Thank you for calling, Steve. And, hey, we'll be back with more of the food show after we check in with the news and uh, a couple other things. Stay tuned. More of the food show on 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.